Yes, welcome to the NBA panel. Today I'm joined by NBA veteran Ricky Davis. Ricky, what's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing, brother? Everything's good, man. Man, I'm excited for this episode. Um, you put in a lot of work during your career. I post your highlights all the time. Um, <laughs> what's going on with you, bro? Man, man, just doing good, doing good, man. I'm living, um, you know, living a dream out here in Minnesota now. Um, coaching high school basketball out here, so I'm doing well. That's great. How's um coaching experience going for you? Is he put out of work. Good. Okay. Um, how's the transition for you? Well, the transition's been good. Um, you know, uh, from from retired uh, basketball player to to coaching, uh, it's been it's been a big transition. Um, you know, I've been through a few NBA uh, coaching programs and leadership programs uh, okay. to kind of prepare me for these situations. So. Um, it's going good. Uh, the, the the kids are, are receptive and they're picking up, and you know we're having a blast. Okay, you bring what most coaches don't. You played NBA and you played college. Um, how did that how did that help you transition into coaching? You can bring different aspects to the game. Some coaches can't. Absolutely, um, it definitely helps. Um, you know, being able to have that aspect of going to college, um, being in the NBA. Um, you know, most of these new generations, um, they have a, a better opportunity of getting in the NBA than we did. So um, a lot of them, that's what they see. Um, so to be that pillar um, in a community like this and uh, to the new generation, to uh, for them to see me and, you know, know that it's real, uh, know that I'm look, I look like them, I talk like them, um, you know, they're, they're very – their antennas go up. Right. Uh, so, so it has helped um, with my experience and, and me being so young. Um, I was I was sixteen, seventeen in college and got drafted at seventeen. So, um, I know what it's all about being able to help them, you know, make life choices and, and the right life choices, not only in basketball but but in life. Um, you know, that's what I'm here to do. Right, as you know, playing every step of the NBA, in any every step playing basketball. You have a certain coach or coaches to help you get to the next level. Sometimes off the court, also, how is it for you being in a position to be able to help up and coming players to help them get on the right path? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's great for them. I think I think it's a great platform for them. Um, you know, with me and, and all the experience and the knowledge that I picked up on the way. Um, you know, from NCAA clearinghouse and NCAA eligibility. Right. Uh, from knowing that aspect on how to be eligible from the SAT to grade point average and core courses from that aspect to uh, recruitment and understanding how the recruitment works and, you know, agents and NIL deals and, and having the resources for agents and lawyers for these guys to talk to. Um, it's definitely been a, a great a great stepping stone for them to get that experience at a, at a young age and also to be able to get those resources in this type of, um, you know, community that it's in. It's, um, you know, right. it's, it's in one of those rough neighborhoods. And, um, you know, we just give a, a, a shout-out to the kids just making it to school every day, you know, with some of the stuff that, 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 they, that they go through on a daily basis. Over your NBA career, um, you put in longevity and you're in the offense every night. Um, watching you play, you you wouldn't have anybody who was in front of you. Um, you had no fear. 
you want to duck on everybody. With today, we have like John, John Moran is fearless. You were doing that back then. Like you, Vince Carter, you guys were putting the work every night. What was your mindset when you went on the floor? Man, mindset was just to be the best. Right. Um, you know, it started in practice, you know, practicing every day to be the best. You know, that was my mindset. Well, what was, what was I practicing for? And it was, it was, it was to be the best. So when I got onto the game floor, um, I was trying to be the best on the floor, um, attacking the rim and, and stealing the ball defense and just trying to be that game changer. Um, you know, that's what I was, that's, that's what I was on. Uh, no matter who I was playing against, I was always kind of the underdog, you know, growing up in Iowa, coming from Iowa and going to the university of Iowa, you know, always got underlooked. So, you know, had to work that much harder. Um, and it, it stayed on, it stayed in me, you know, that work ethic stayed on me all the way, you know, to my 12th, 13th year. So, um, to be able to just, you know, just dominate your opponent. Um, that, that's what I was, that's what I tried to do. How did that tip on your shoulder help you go to the NBA? Cause that's, that's the aspect where people don't, some people don't use that as a stepping stone. Like if you know, you're overlooked, you're not getting the um, confirmation that you want. How did it help push you through? Cause anything in life that can help you get over the edge. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I took that one thing, um, you know, being overlooked and, you know, being overlooked, you just got to work harder. Um, I, I I took it in myself that it wasn't me being overlooked. Um, it was just that I wasn't in the right place at the right time. Right, right. And and, and and to be ready for that one moment, you know, at that right place at that right time. So, um, you know, that's what I I I was good at staying ready, always working hard, and got seen at the right place at the right time. And my right place at the right time was the Chicago Combine. You know, going into the NBA, um, you know, all that hard work I put in and was just going in there trying to prove my point, um, it worked. Yeah, what's that will be, bro? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people stop doing business that they start doing because they don't get the confirmation or they don't get to the point they want to be at a certain time. A lot of people don't know that we just talked about, you got to get to the right platform in the right moment to be seen because you got to put, you got to put in the work. You can't look at, you got to, you got to go through the process. <laughs> right. You got to go through right. the process. Right. Absolutely. You got to go through the process, you know, but then at the same time, um, you got to understand um, where people come from to it at the same time. Um, I was blessed to have my mother and father um, in my life to be able to push me nonstop uh to not give up and you know today we're looking at uh most of our athletes are black and we're looking at black families not intact you know single family homes and not a lot of black fathers there to be able to push that that their their son right. to not give up so um sometimes when these guys give up or they don't use that for motivation yeah you you know, you say he should be doing it, but sometimes he don't know how to. Right. So I was just blessed to have my mother and father be able to, you know, push me and be there for me. Um, we all know we can't please everyone all the time. How do you feel about people that have things to say about T. Moran and um, LaVar Ball about being in front with their kids, putting their kids out in front of the media? Right. Like, 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's, you know, that's what they do. They try to they try to scare away that male figure uh, that's looking out and putting their son in the right positions. Um, now, you know, if they're not putting them in the right positions, of course, that's that's the wrong way. Uh, but but these people are, you know, black fathers that's not around a lot. Uh, with my black father, you know, he did the same thing. They tried to push him around, not let him go to practices, and you know, same thing. So um, that is the business of the NBA, um, you know, to depend on the system and not have someone leading you, guiding you, and making that right decision. You know, to to build that foundation. So they'll try to they'll try to talk about him and pull him down like Lamar Ball did. Um, he put his sons on the platform, and if he wouldn't have yeah. did that, they wouldn't be yeah. who they are now. Yeah, he he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, and it, and and his sons backed it up. So, um, you know, more black men like that leading their sons, leading the way, leading the charge. And then their sons just go in there and do what they got to do. Yeah, he did a phenomenal job, phenomenal job. Um, during your NBA career, you played against many greats hit and hit every night, from Kobe to Kevin Garnett, um, the new the new leading scorer, LeBron, um, Allen Iverson. How does it feel you going up against those guys every night? You, you, you're going to them at their prime, so you got their best shot. You gave them your best shot. Absolutely. Um, it, it was amazing. Um, you know, I still look back on this day, man, and kind of, you know, just kind of like say, wow. Um, you know, I was, I was, I was able to, you know, sustain and actually go back at them. Um, you know, with the kind of offense I was, you know, putting the ball in the basket and right. every night. Like I said, it started from from practice and, and and in the summer and you know playing with these guys in the summer and not being scared of them. And, you know, knowing. And if you go hard, you know, half the battle. Yeah. You know, you just got to be in shape. You got to work as hard as them. And, you know, that's what I was all about. My, my summertime was very hard, very rigorous. I really didn't stop playing after the season. And then so I was able to play 82 games some seasons, and, you know, go all the way through and but, but, but not back down from those guys. Right. I want to guard them every play, every minute. And um, it was tough every night. Yeah, as I said earlier, you left a highlight reel for your career. I have a question for you. Did you ever apologize to Steve Nash? For the <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had, we had the same reaction. You, rest you had was oh, when I saw it. That shit yeah. was crazy, bro. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man, I saw Steve Nash. Man, my bad, did, my bad. Yeah. I don't know if you get you know, credit for that dunk. Well, I'm giving it to you now if you don't get it. That wasn't the best in Bay history, but the way you took off and you knew you had him because you could just – he shouldn't have got in the way. I'm leaving it at that. Like, <laughs> yeah, buddy, I took off on him. <laughs> so took off on him. He just kept backing up, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, it was crazy, but That was crazy. Um, you were first in the 2000 dunk contest with Vince Carter. How was that for you? That was one of the oh, best. That, that was, was, was that was one of the uh, best dunk contests in um, NBA history. That's one yeah. of them. Yeah, buddy, that was amazing to be a part of that. Um, you know, and I was like two. 
I think two, three dunks. I think uh, the the right after Vince was Jerry Stackhouse, and right after that was me. And I was the crowd was still going after Vince. You know, it was just like (laughs) it was amazing. Um, You know, the first few dunks it was cool, but after he got going, yeah, the crowd was still cheering for Vince. Uh, but it was a great experience, man, to even be a part of it and even go out there and, you know, be able to dunk. Definitely. Um, it'd be a great experience for the Ghost Ballers. Um, the Big Three is still first. He is growing, but his season is six. Um, it's a great league. Um, I love it. You know, I told Ice Cube, Jeff, Amy Kraft. It's a, they go to, it's a great event. How's it first for you? Yeah, man, it's a... Uh, it's an amazing thing. Um, it's an amazing thing that what um, IT has put together, um, you know, with with uh, athletes in the NBA, you know, it's not really a lot of places for them to go afterwards. Um, you know, they don't really hire them uh, right afterwards. So with IT being able to build a platform for us athletes, to transition into like some coaching, even though it's three on three, but coaching, still being able to play your craft without going all the way overseas, you know, right. but still have wives and family at that age. And, um, to be able to build that platform for guys to have something to transition into, um, you know, to keep them from going crazy, not being hired, not being, uh, you know, you know, we've been playing this game for 10, 15 years, and then right. to go out and get a job, you know, to keep it going is kind of insane. But, um, you know, they should have something for us athletes to go right into coaching. But right, uh, it's another story. But um, for Ice Cube to build that league, um, it's just amazing for for guys to be able to transition, take care of their families, still be in the country, and um, still do what they like to do. Right. And a lot of people don't know how, how competitive three on three basketball is, but it's totally different from five on five in a way because three on three, the weakest the weakest link always gets exposed. Like you get <laughs> at a competitive yeah. level, competitive level is a different level. Absolutely, yes, it does, and the, and you find that mismatch right away. Yeah. You know, when <laughs> small, too slow, can't close out. You know, um, you definitely find it. it it's definitely different from. Um, from real real basketball, five on five. people think it's easy. But uh when you when you get, when you play against some people that know how to play and you're moving that ball fast right and it's popping back and forth, uh it's tough, it's fast. Um what's your uh what's your um thoughts on evolution of the game or um, we have all these um alphas teams over each other now. Say it again. What's the thoughts on evolution of the game? But um, we have all these alphas teaming up, teaming up with each other right now. Yeah, guys trying to team up with each other. Yeah, this NBA trade line was crazy. Yeah, like, that stuff was so crazy. Um, you know, it's been happening for the last couple years, but I mean, now it's like you know the trend. But at first, I, I don't like it. Guys just kind of piling up and kind of going to get the ring. and I, I didn't like it at first. I hated it. You know, guys just kind of, you know, because if you're a franchise player, then you should be able to take that franchise and put it on your back. Right. 
you know, but if you just kind of join the team, join the team, you shouldn't be getting paid franchise money. So, you know, you kind of see explaining you're not franchised, but now everybody's doing it. So it's the way of the world. Um, so it's just basically dream teams going against regular teams. <laughs> right. <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's like a clear cut. It's a clear cut, yeah. maybe four or but, five But at the same time, them. even though you put it together, it's still tough to win. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was good on paper, but you got to play. <laughs> Absolutely. You still got to play. Ricky, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the conversation. Thanks for your time, bro. Absolutely, John. You have a good one, man. You too, bro. All right. Yes, that was NBA veteran Ricky Davis joining me. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.